Welcome to the Might Sound Wild podcast. I'm Ron Wayne Scott. And I'm April Oil. And this week, we are going to talk about photography trends. April posted on Instagram uh, trends that you would like to see stick around, some that you want to see come back, and which ones do you want to see just go away. And we'll talk about some of those coming up. Hey guys, it's Brianna LaCosta. I'm the social media manager for Mountainscape, Shore Shooters, and Might Sound Wild. I want to invite you to stay connected with us. We post regularly and we want to see you interact with us. You can find Shore Shooters and Mountainscape through Instagram and Facebook. You can follow Might Sound Wild on Instagram and subscribe on YouTube. All right, welcome back. Um, I asked what people, what kind of trends people want to see stick around and which ones they want to just go away. And um, some people wrote photography-related trends, and some people just wrote kind of in general, um, which is always fun. Like, um, you know, these days trends just come and go a lot faster than they did before the era of social media ushered in. Um, Used to, you would see things stick around for a longer time. And you can think back to decades. They all kind of have their own theme. You know, you think about the 70s, you think about, you know, bell bottoms and disco and things like that. And that lasted the whole decade. And then in the eighties has its own thing. But these days all since like 2015 and up, maybe even a little earlier trends kind of can come and go almost on a weekly, monthly. Oh yeah. It's just Um, a few months to a year and then everything changes. Yeah. And, and with social media being, um, what people utilize on a daily basis, um, for business and for personal use, Things just come and go um, constantly. And um, one thing that I want to spend a little time on, if we start with our first comment that came through, um, let me read it so I don't say it um, incorrectly. I felt like I wholeheartedly agreed with this and I wanted to be able to explain it. Um, I knew exactly what this girl meant when she said yellow, super warm photography. What she meant was she wanted to see that go away as a trend. Oh, really? Okay. Um, Okay. And I, I really um, agree with that. Um, there was a point in time when, especially in the photography world of elopement and couples and weddings, I think, I don't know when it started to happen, but I noticed that even photographers that um, were just marketing themselves that way, I think they thought in order to compete or be relevant with the other big elopement photographers, they needed to have a similar editing style for some reason. Yeah. And all of a sudden, all of the work did turn very warm. And and and, and it is nice to have that warm tone, but it's almost like it was warm when it wasn't supposed to be, you know? Uh, like, okay. um, I think if something's warm, that means the sun is there. The sun is sure, either in the sure. background or it's shining bright on them. But I was starting to see people's work edited warm in a very cool situation. You know, like okay. there's no sun around, you know, it's cloudy. It, it just didn't make sense. And it started making me question, why is everyone doing this? And um, it's funny that this person well, brought it well, up. I think I think the answer is something that you already said. And it seems like in photography, and I've seen this in other businesses too. It was the same way when I was in the radio business. Mm-hmm. One big name does something and everybody jumps on it. Yeah, that really is true. Um And I kind of find that, I mean, we're all guilty of like trying what we see that's trending, but I kind of find it a little sad when people don't realize that they've mirrored their whole 
brand around someone else's brand. Um, yeah. And that, that happens a lot right now. But on that same, um, I wanted to bring up something else that kind of goes along with that same subject. And that is what our office staff um keeps reporting back to us that we're occasionally a little more often um, this year for some reason getting feedback from clients who are still stuck in the trend from about 10 years ago with the over editing like the the when photoshop became like commonplace right every making everything doing it. make everything per- look perfect fix every hair and fix every little skin blemish and that kind of stuff just really has never been our style. Never, it and, never has. And I do think, I do think that certain areas of the country um, get on certain trends. So, like out west, for example, where it's um, very mountainous, or out in California, yeah. like a lot of the photographers, their work looks similar out there because they have the same backgrounds and that that sort of thing. And then that whole era of ooh. Um, very photojournalistic style, candid photos took place. People are hiking and doing yeah. things. And that's kind of what our business falls into as well, because both of our businesses are photographing families who are on vacation, uh, short right. shooters at the beach, mountain escape in the Smoky Mountains. And so our thing has always been to just genuinely capture that vacation. Well, and also we're in natural elements too, like those, those people out West shooting out in the mountains and there's hiking and lots of things going yeah. on. Same for us at the beach. Um, you know, we're the salt air, the wind, the sand, you know, it's a natural element. So we've always tried to be as natural with our photography as possible, but because people are coming here from all parts of the country, like I was saying, they're kind of sticking with the trend that's in their hometown. And a yeah. lot of times, um, and I know specifically in the Midwest, just because my sister-in-law lives in the suburb of Chicago, whenever her girls were graduating high school, she had me come up there and do their senior portraits. And she because, said- Because she wanted the natural look and not something that, overly photoshopped. She said, in this town, everyone does the same Photoshop looking thing. Everybody's skin is airbrushed. Everything's perfect, which made me realize that some of our clientele who come here, that's what they're used to. That's, that's where they're, they're that's being. where they're from. And mm-hmm. that's what their hometown photographer has done. So then and, that kind of poses the question for photographers out there, um, even in your own situations, might not be exactly like this. But how do you stay true to the nature of what you want to produce, your brand, while also pleasing your client? So I think that we in the office at Shore Shooters and Mountain Escape, we kind of have to straddle the fence there because we want our, we teach our our office manager and um, our, all of our office personnel to be, you know, 100% customer service oriented, you know, make sure yeah. that you can um, please them and answer, answer them quickly. And it gets a little confusing for them sometimes whenever I'm also telling them, hey, we're not going to be those photographers that are stuck in 2010. You know, we're not going to be airbrushing all these flyaway hairs. We're not going to be, um, you know, looking that that type of way. I think you know what I mean whenever I'm talking right. about that yeah. 2010 sure. photography. Oh, yeah. We, well, yeah, that was about the time that you and I first started working together. And <clears throat> back in those days, it was... Um, Photoshop was the cool thing back in those days. And photographers 
would sometimes spend an hour on one picture, just perfecting every little thing about mm-hmm. that picture. And like I said, that's never really been our thing. Uh, we're more about catching the moment. Right. And, and now um, we're in this place where we want to move away from offering that to people who normally we would just kind of oblige people here and there if we felt like it was really important to them. And you've got that thing in the back of your brain going, wow, they just spent a lot of money on their session. You really want to make them happy and give them what they want. But then at yeah. the same time, you're like, well, I just don't want to be stuck in that. I don't want to be right. doing that. That's well, not- and the thing is, one of the things that we talk about in the office all the time is how a lot of the customers just don't do research before they choose a photographer. And that would be my advice to anybody who is a customer. If you're Mm -hmm. looking for a photographer, do some research on your photographer first. And if you want the every hair perfectly done and every little skin blemish removed, find a photographer who does that type of work. But don't expect a natural, candid photographer like us to change their ways for you. And I would say to photographers, explain your style. Explain your editing style. That's what I've been thinking about for us ever since we had this conversation earlier this morning. My brain went to how can we put this information out there? to explain Mm -hmm. what we do. So the clients aren't surprised later when they see that we didn't fix all of the skin blemishes and the stray hairs and all that kind of stuff. I mean, we work so hard on our brand, making sure that we don't convey that, you know, we, nothing about our website says, Oh, perfection, Photoshop. Um, Right. Nothing about even our, our language on our website is really laid back. I mean, it we, is. It we is. try so hard, even with social media, even though we're dealing with high volume. And if you're listening to this and you're not with a company like ours and you're independent, it's a little bit easier, I feel like, for independent photographers to really hone in on their brand because it's just them. So yeah. they're able to really put out there what type of photographer they are and how they edit. And then, but you will still, depending on, you know, if you're in your hometown and you've made a name for yourself and you've got a lot of clients seeking you out, you still have to come through or some still slip through the cracks that oh, have sure. different expectations for what you've actually tried to, you've worked so it hard. Doesn't, it doesn't matter how much you say it. Mm-hmm. There's, there's going to be people who will just not even see that. And yeah. they, a certain number of people are going to book you and expect something completely different than what you offer. Yes. I had a, a personal shoot the other night and um, it's been a while since I did. It was an engagement shoot that I happened to say yes to um, for whatever reason. Cause I normally don't. And um, it got me out of the house and we're shooting and I kind of in my brain was like, wow, I'm a little out of practice for this. I've, I've done everything that I normally would do, but I don't want to let them down because they sought me out, you know? Yeah. So I just turned around and said, hey, this is your engagement. You know, I'm sure this is a big deal to you and you've probably been planning for stuff. Did I forget anything or is there something that you wanted to try? 
And when she said to me, oh, absolutely not. We ha- we wanted you for your style. I just, my heart melted. I mean, I was like, she That's really great. was speaking my language. She had nothing to suggest. She trusted me implicitly, even though I'm sure that the shoot felt like at that point that all I was doing was making them run around and put their arms around each other. And, you know, it probably felt from yeah. her standpoint, like I didn't get anything, yeah. um, but she trusted me enough. And I, That's I really good. appreciated that. Well, and that's and- the goal. And on the other side of that, go back to a story that you told several months ago about when you were living in St. Augustine and you did one Airbnb shoot and you said you started getting messages from other Airbnb owners who were wanting the traditional looking, right, like real estate listing photos. So yeah, they obviously, no. <laughs> yeah, they, they obviously didn't take the time to review your style and see what kind of photographer you are. So when people don't have a creative bone in their body, and that's not, that's not to be offensive because they have other talents, but when your brain doesn't operate in that um, format, you can't really distinguish between, that's why I always say, you know, better than your clients, because for the, from that same example you were giving, those people saw my work and thought it was great. They thought, yeah. wow, this is really going to make this Airbnb listing great. Yeah. But they yeah. couldn't understand what went into that and what needed to happen for theirs to oh, look yeah. that way. Exactly. They just couldn't understand. They thought magically somehow we'd be able to provide that same thing when they didn't realize that I, you know, yeah. had a model and did it completely different. Yeah, you, you know, they just they yeah. don't quite understand. So you have to guide your people sometimes. You have to sure, say sure. you know, they just And don't I think I think all of this comes back to a point where an independent photographer kind of has an advantage over a company like us, because uh, we can't do this due to the volume of business that mm-hmm. we do. But if you're an independent photographer and you're just doing stuff on your own, my advice is to have a long conversation with your clients and mm-hmm. just take the time to go over. Because uh, as we found, it doesn't matter if you put it on your website. <laughs> They're not, a lot of people aren't going to read it. So I hate that because uh, I know people soak so much into their brand and on their website, they say, this is what I love and this is what I'm not as good at, or I might not be a good yeah. fit for you if you're expecting this. And you go through all of that still to have those certain clients that slip through that want something that you don't do. Yeah. Um, and before we go to the break, I'll say back onto the editing trend where um, that person commented about the yellow warm stuff. Yeah. I also had a comment that said right afterwards, which kind of um, was perfect, that said, I'm really loving, hold on. I love that iPhone pics are trending along with film. That to me is like the same thing that iPhone pics are trending is telling me that people want less edited, but sometimes they don't, especially professional photographers out there that um, I think people get caught up in. I have to offer a certain level of professionalism, which is of course true, but they, um, they can't take what they've seen and apply it to their work. Like, oh, I see iPhone pics are trending, meaning simplicity is trending. Natural, yeah, that's, real that's life. That's exactly it, yeah. So, and, and because film is something that, again, you don't need to edit. 
the whole point of film is it looks great the way it comes out. It's already got this element of, you know, uh, cool factor to it just from what it is and the color of the film. So the fact that both of those things are trending at the same time tells me if you're smart and you're a digital photographer, you will try to see what is making those trends popular and try to emulate that in your um, digital work. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. I like uh, I like the idea that the iPhone uh, pictures are trending because, like you said, that means simplistic and natural. Mm-hmm. We'll take a quick break here, and we'll talk about some more trends coming up. Guys, we want to invite you to attend our annual retreat. Our teams get together every year, sometimes in a different location, to just sit back and relax and create content together. This is not a workshop. We don't guarantee to provide education, but what we do guarantee is that you'll have a relaxing time and still be able to shoot content that you can carry over with you into your brand for next year. You can always sign up at mightsoundwild.co. You can also download the free preset that we have there, and that will automatically enlist you into our newsletter so that you'll be the first to know when we announce this year's retreat. All right, this week we are talking about trends, specifically photography trends, but there are some other kind of trends that are coming in as well uh, because April posted on Instagram asking what trends do you want to see stick around, which do you want to come back, and which ones do you want to just completely go away. And uh, so what else have we got? Well, I think we could all agree, especially if you're a woman, um, that this person said, I hate that low-rise jeans are coming back. That only looks good on fifteen-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> and I, not good I on somebody her, who's had a couple of kids, huh? Exactly. I wrote her and said, "Hey, at least um, from what I understand, there's options that the high-waisted stuff's going to stick around." Because in the '90s, when I was growing up, I was forced to buy low-rise jeans because that's all the stores. That's sold. yeah. And it was horrible. And so there's a generation of girls my age walking around with love handles because we were wearing tight jeans (laughs) too low and forming our bodies in the worst way. So, yeah, yeah, hopefully that's something that comes and goes real fast. Um, Or at least hopefully it's not the only option. Yeah. (laughs) Because um, that was a horrible time for for fashion. (laughs) We, We did do some weird stuff in the 90s. Yeah, it was. um, Well, if you remember in the early 90s um, was ushered in that uh, they called it heroin chic, heroin chic. I can't say heroin. I've I've heard that. I'm familiar with the term, but no, it was like the really skinny models like um, Moss, like Johnny. Oh, yeah. And so they were so tiny. So the low rise jeans were just like hanging off of them. And um, every girl thought they could pull that off, but, you know, obviously not. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's not great. Um, So this, I really like that a wedding coordinator responded because they have a total different job ahead of them than we do as photographers. So she kind of went into detail. The first um, response was she said that her least favorite trend is people, she said, skip on design details for their event and they're not being intentional about their day. But I think what she meant, because she also wrote me and went into a little bit more detail about that, is that, again, like photography, I guess she's seeing the same thing, is that people will see other weddings, and instead of giving their um, wedding the personalized details, they will just do what they already saw. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? So, so kind, like, of a, example, kind of a copycat. 
Yeah. And I don't think they even realize they're doing it again because we're not picking on clients here. But sometimes you saw a wedding online or your friend's wedding or on Pinterest, you know, and you saw all those details. And instead of even thinking if those details actually went that apply to you and your, your, your fiance, you're just doing them because you thought what they photographed well, or they're cute or they're trendy again. Yeah. It might look um, cool on Pinterest, but it might not be the right way for you. It might not. And then you just get stuck doing the same things forever. Like she said, she didn't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but like she said, I really wish that rustic weddings involving burlap would just die. (laughs) 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 We just like, it's like a few people did that and then it just stuck And then everybody did it. And I can't believe it's actually still around because that's been a long time. That has been around for a while. It has. I'm like, wow, this has got to be on its way out. Because I remember that. I remember that when you and I were doing weddings together in the... I guess, early 2010s. Yeah, way back in the day. And people are still doing it. But she gave some advice too. So instead of just picking on people, she said, budgeting for special things like flowers, tablescapes, etc., really stand out and leave memorable pieces for not just you, but your guests. So okay. I guess what she's trying to say here is leave room in your budget for personalized things at your wedding she wants to see gotcha. that trending instead don't, of don't just- don't blow your whole wedding budget on that one cool thing that you saw on Pinterest and skip table settings and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, like really think about and and again if you're working with a coordinator like like this girl, maybe be open-minded is what I would say as a bride um, or yeah. whoever planning the wedding, um, maybe keep your, you know, maybe show them what you're drawn to. Um, of course you want your own style to be there, but let them guide you and help you and make suggestions that can be more original to you instead of just the typical, you know, wedding that's already taken place 50 times and you're just a little puppet standing in as the bride, you know, you don't want that. And I think that same, um, philosophy, if you're a bride listening to this, you're engaged. I hope that you take that into consideration with your photographer as well. Um, the kind of brides that we like to work with are the ones that say to me what that girl said at my shoot, Hey, I'm hiring you for you and your ability yes. and I trust you. And I don't want to control every aspect of what you're doing on my wedding day. Um, and that, and that should be the way it should be with every vendor at mm-hmm. a wedding. And that's where I'm talking to the clients again. Uh, again, do your research and mm-hmm. find All of your wedding vendors, whether it's your photographer, your videographer, your wedding coordinator, your florist, find the people who do the, do things the way you want at your wedding and then let them do their thing. Yeah. That's when you're going to get something truly original. Exactly. And And I really hope that when we were talking about the clients earlier that are still drawn to the perfectly photoshopped skin and flyaway hair situation. And just, you know, if you're listening to this and you're a photographer that has had to deal with this, um, just keep pushing your brand in the direction that shows that you're not that kind of photographer, you know, change the language on your website if you need to, or if you're already doing all of those things, maybe consider, um, putting in some extra verbiage on your uh, confirmation again, or right before they book, you know, I'm sure you've got a page, the contact page where they're about to book you maybe again, remind them of who you are and who you aren't. Um, if you're dealing with that. And then if you're a client listening to this and you're going on vacation with your family somewhere, 
be open-minded to who you're booking. Or if, if you really are hell bent on having that perfect looking result, that studio almost quality, which is yeah. impossible when you're outside, that's just common sense. If that's what you're after, do your research and find a photographer that's still showing those polished images because Ron and I know there are tons around here. Oh, there there's plenty of those them. guys around here that are doing the whole light setup and the perfect uh, looking, um, the backdrop almost looks fake. Um, yeah. They're into that and, they're, and that's what they want to do and there's nothing wrong with it, but make sure you're picking the right person for you. Pick the right photographer for you. I even, um, I even know of a few beach photographers who do use fake backgrounds. Oh my. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> well hopefully we can like move on with that thing we were saying before was like we can still find our balance between pleasing our clients of course after they've spent so much money but also standing our ground and yeah. not and getting will, trapped in the past you know and i will say to speaking to the photographers now no matter what you do you are never going to please 100 percent of the people so you just have to you have to accept the fact that there are going to be some people who your style is just not right for them. That's and, right. Mm -hmm. And that means sometimes if you have a client call you and for example, if your if your editing style is like ours, where you want you want to leave everything natural and you have a potential client call you and they're insisting that everything has to be photoshopped just perfectly. Sometimes you just have to say, I'm sorry, but I'm not the right photographer for you. Yeah, exactly. Because if you, if you do take that money, you know, if you just think I need the money and you book that client, they're going to be disappointed. <sighs> Oh, you're setting yourself up for failure. Definitely you're you're, you're setting yeah. yourself up for problems. So just under understand that sometimes you do have to tell a potential client, hey, I'm not the right person for you. I'm not a good fit. And hopefully that happens on the front end. But in our case, a lot of times that happens on the back end. And it does. it's already too late. And then we have to walk the tightrope of um, pleasing them, but also sticking to our guns. And so if you're in that so position, again, back to back to yeah. the clients. Uh, do your research before mm -hmm. you choose a photographer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because a lot of times I think the language that are, and if this helps you, if you're a photographer and you've dealt with this, where you get complaints that um, the work wasn't what they thought it was going to be, and and you and you evaluate it, and you're like, wait, they're wanting something that I don't even represent. Yes, yeah. I don't do that. What our um, office says is um, this particular gallery is very representative of our work of our brand like we exactly. feel that this is what we do and this is typical and you don't cave and say oh right. i'm sorry you were unhappy and i know that's really hard especially um photographers when you're independent and you feel like you have nobody to rely on to have your back and you're you're yeah. the final say so yeah and then also when you shoot weddings and you've pleased the bride but say you didn't please the mother or the mother-in-law yep. that's um that's something I think I've even that's, experienced something similar. That's something, to that that's something that happens a lot in weddings is mm -hmm. the, the photographer was chosen by the bride. Right. Who, they wanted that style, but mom who's paying for it did not want it. Mom wanted something completely different. So when mom sees the picture, she's not happy. I've actually had a bride and now that just triggered a memory that apologized for her mother and said, I'm so sorry that my mom is being extra picky 
about these portraits and she wanted very specific family portraits shot a certain way. And I think I may have missed one, which was, you know, that's terrible when you miss a shot that a mom wanted. But if you're hired by the daughter and they say, I don't want traditional portraits at all, they're like, just document the day. And that's what you're focused on. Um, I remember feeling terrible for the mom, but ultimately I was to answer to the bride and, um, yeah. Oh, I've had, I, I've even had that happen with beach shoots before. Back mm-hmm. when I was doing all the customer service for shore shooters, um, had a mom of the client. So it was a younger lady who actually booked, and I think it was her mother-in-law who mm-hmm. called later. And these pictures are just horrible. I hate these. And I ended up giving her some free prints to make her happy, and then the daughter-in-law who was the one who actually booked the session called a few months later about something completely unrelated to it. And somehow the topic of her mother-in-law's free prints came into the subject. And she's like, you gave my mother-in-law some free prints. And I told her the story and she said, Oh, I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. She said, we all love those pictures. Yeah. Speaking of that, I have a friend in the wedding industry who is a makeup artist and not a photographer. And she deals with some crazy stuff too sometimes. And I've, I've had to tell her before when people are complaining or really make her feel bad after the fact, if you did the job that you know represents your work, yeah, then you really have to stick to your guns. And I think that's so hard because sometimes people are demanding, you know, money back and stuff like that. Or brides get very upset on their wedding day if it's not as they, you know, things didn't go as planned because they're like, well, this is my one wedding day. And they start trying to use language that's like, you ruined my wedding day and stuff oh, yeah. like that. If you did what you um, say that you do, if, if you represented well on your wedding, on the, you know, you can't. You can't bend over backwards. You can't. Right. And that's, yeah. And, and that's where you as the professional, you need to put out a good representation on your website and your social media. Make sure that all of that is a good representative of what you're actually going to deliver. And then that way, when one of those people comes back to you after the fact, then you can just say, hey, look, go to my website, go to my social media you'll see that what I gave you is exactly what I advertise. Ron, that's probably a good point too for people like that to put, um, especially makeup artists and yeah. um, to, to add yeah, that. Yeah, if you're, if you're a makeup problem. artist, yeah, if you're, if you're a makeup artist, you need to have lots of samples out there. And what were and you going to say about the contract? Yeah, maybe add to your contract. If I deem that this work is representative of my work and you are for some reason unhappy, I'm not liable for you know, any refunds yeah. or anything like yeah. that. Mostly yeah. because, you know, you've still shown up, you've still blocked off your time, you've still done the work, you've used your product. How can you give money back when you've done all of that? Exactly. You know? So I, I, I definitely think put that in your contract and, you know, photographers too. Oh, and photographers, one thing I'll say before we go, with people complaining these days about editing and having a different idea of how things should be shot and styled, don't just assume that you need contracts for weddings contracts I think should be for every shoot that you do, even if it's a family session. Yeah. Just go ahead and have people agree to certain terms when they book you or check out. Yeah. Yeah. We, we don't do an actual like paper contract, but before they can book, there is a terms and agreement section 
Uh, mm-hmm. After they've filled in all of their information, and then they have to check a little box down there that says, mm-hmm. I agree to these terms. I definitely suggest that everyone does that. Yeah. <laughs> and then that way you can just refer them back to that if they expected something completely different or if they're upset about something that was explained in those terms. And then also, if you guys are more interested in what I said about adopting the natural trend to your digital work. So if you're not quite, you know, you're not, you haven't made the leap to try film yet, you're scared about that, or you don't quite understand what it is that people are attracted to with iPhone pictures and such, and you want to know more about that, write in on the sticker that I have, um, Or just send me a DM on Instagram and say, hey, can you explain this more in depth or ask me specific questions? Because I would love to keep talking about that topic. I could talk about it all day. Um, I'd even like to bring Brianna on for that because she shoots a lot of film and mostly iPhone pictures for her own business. Okay. Um, And so if if people want to hear more about that, please let me know because it's a really fun topic. And I also don't want people to feel left behind and in the dark as photographers. Like if if you listen today and you're like, well, I'm still editing warm. I'm still doing that. What am I doing wrong? No, you know, if you if you want to change your style, but you're scared or you don't understand what we mean fully, or maybe you're like, wait, I edit warm and that's my true style, then, you know, disregard what yeah. we were saying. But if you at all have hey, that question no, about yeah, being yeah. true to yourself, let's talk about it more. Right, right. Have your style. And mm-hmm. your your style may not be what's trendy right now, but that's okay. There's, Stick to there's, your... still, there's still business out there for you. Exactly. Stick to your uniqueness. And maybe that's an entire topic we need to cover is finding your own style and sticking sure. to it. Sure. Yeah. I think we, I think we should. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week. Uh, make sure you check back with us every Wednesday because we have a new episode every Wednesday morning. Uh, they're usually online somewhere around 8 o'clock a.m. Uh, Eastern time. So... Uh, check out your Spotify, your Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, if you subscribe to us, you'll get a notification on your phone every time that new episode is available. But uh, just count on every Wednesday morning at about 8 o'clock Eastern Time. That's when uh, the new episodes uh, become available. So we'll have another one next Wednesday on the Might Sound Wild podcast. <laughs>